change It's like my dreams out of reach This pain and all this grief You see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and you're so deep You're on Pastor Phil Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM, Channel 154. Church on the Block, we back at you. That's right, that's right. 9 a.m. Central Time, 10 Eastern Time. Uh, church on the Block, baby. I'm here by myself, solo. I got rid of them ugly mugs. It was all the other shit. You, you, know, you didn't know how they look. They, they ugly. They ugly. But no, uh, Pastor Jay and, uh, and Ruckus, man, they, uh, they had some time off. As you know, I wasn't around when they was hosting the show. But man, Church on the Block, we are here, uh, talking about hip hop. You know, the, the whole effort of our, of our, of our work on the show, Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church and the streets. And we always want to let people know what that means. And, and so we're going to do a couple of series of interviews. We got some great, uh, uh, guests on the show today and we're going to talk about what is it, what is, what does that really mean? Cause oftentimes the church is seen as outside of the world, outside of, you know, we're, uh, you know, in the world, not of the world, but we take it to the extreme sometime where, we ain't relevant at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We talk about stuff that nobody really, I mean, they talk about that with my grandma. And, and so our effort, when we talk about real talk by hip hop, the church and the streets is talking about the, the reality of what is going on in humanity and how God looks at that in, in a raw, uncut way, but yet being biblically accurate, culturally sensitive at the same time. But one of you know that, that we're not superficial, superhumans in some kind of way. We are trying to figure this thing out, man. And we got ups and downs and real talk issues. And sometimes I don't want to read the Bible. I don't care what it's going to say, uh, but we really want to unpack that. And so we got some great artists, great friends uh, on the show today, man. And uh, we just want to uh, introduce them real quick, but then have them introduce themselves and what they are doing. And you know, these cats, they've been around for a long time. Ryman been at your church. Uh, youth ministry, been at concerts, been on major platforms, major uh, music that, that, that's been out there. So I want to introduce to you and present to others, K-Drama and MC Monty. Give it up. Yes, What's up, fellas? How y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? Welcome to Church on the Block. Bless, man. It's an honor to be on your show, bro. It's, man, it's been a long time coming and, um, Man, I'm just so excited for you having this platform on Holy Culture Radio. And uh, when I first heard that you had the, the show, I'm like, yeah, man. who better than Pastor <laughs> Phil Jackson? So, Praise God, man. Let's go, Pastor Phil. Praise God. This MC Monty in the place to be, Pastor yeah. Phil. Pastor P, what up? What's up, y'all? What's uh, up? Thank What's you up? for having me, man. I'm well. I'm blessed. Uh, I'm living. I'm alive. I'm breathing. <laughs> and uh, we here, bro. Right. Thank you for having yeah. us. So let's get it in, man. So school us up on the ministry, the work. Um, so folks um, um, would know the history a little bit, right? And 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 what what what's happened? You know, uh, a longevity of of ministry to me uh, is where is, is where rubber meets the road. You know, I've been God has kept me around for thirty four years, right? And so there are things because of the longevity that that you give, you have weight to, right? You have weight and, and you, you can move in certain spaces and do certain things just out of that tenure, you know? And, uh, and then what happens is casting, you just got here because <laughs> they just got, and hey, you heard this cage drama with your MC Monty. No, dude, I've been here back in the day. So school people up a little bit, brothers, about 
about your work, your history, music, and really as we get ready to dive into it more, even your philosophy of why and what you do, like the, the real talk of why, what you do and how you do it. Every artist has a certain calling, I think, and conviction of why and what they do uh, with their ministry. So just uh, just break it down for us. For sure. Yeah, uh, K-Drama, I got to go first because I can't follow up on you. I can't follow you up, bro. So you got to let me go first. All right, you go ahead. You got it. You got it. <laughs> uh, peace. For those who don't know, my name is MC Monty. I'm from the south side of Chicago. Yeah. And uh, I am a hip-hop artist. I am a child of God. Yeah. I am a hip-hop head to the fullest. Mm. And uh, just a practitioner of the culture, I grew up as a member of this club called the University of Hip Hop. And when I, so I joined that when I got in high school mm. and I met the man, the right mentors. My mentors are some not only OGs in the Chicago hip hop community, but legends in the Chicago hip hop yeah, community yeah. in their own GQ, right. And Phenom. they taught me about, <laughs> yes, Phenom GQ, Lobby Raven. Ooh. Uh, the list goes on and yeah. on. Um, and those are my big brothers and my mentors, man. So they not only schooled me on the culture, they gave me the game. They taught me why it was important to not only be a practitioner of the elements, but also once you learn the elements, it's on you. Each one teach one. It's on you to pass no it down to the no next doubt. generation. So um, a lot of people may not know the fourth there. Most people know there are four elements of hip, to the hip-hop culture, but a lot of people don't know about that fifth element, which is the most important. Sure. And that element is the teacher. And I take that element to be uh, the most important one that I sh- use to share the culture with everybody else. The first element is the DJ. The next is the breaker. The third is the MC. The fourth is graffiti. But that fifth element is the teacher, the griot, the person who is the storyteller who passes the culture down to the next generation and makes sure our culture lives on forever. So um, that was the one that was instilled into me the most. And that's um, the one that I take the most serious. And like, even though I'm really good at dancing and I'm really good at emceeing, and, and drawing graffiti and doing the elements of hip hop, I am very, very intentional about that fifth element, which is the teacher. Yeah. How can I share the positive elements of the hip hop culture, share the foundation, the history of the hip hop culture to whoever wants to learn into the next generation so that our culture and our history is never lost and it continues to grow and gets passed down to the next generation. Uh, and every with everything I do, I put my faith into it as well. Um, and I try to be a living example and just, you know, um, give not only I know a lot of shorties when they meet me, I'm teaching them dance or I'm teaching them about hip hop or I'm performing. They're looking up to me and I, I like am always keeping that in the forefront of my mind as well, because I want to be a living, breathing example to these shorties who may not ever ha- um, meet another positive black male role model. And it's unfortunate like that I have to say that, that I may be one of the few positive black male role models that they come across or that they yeah. meet, but that's always in the forefront of my mind. So not only am I all about this hip hop culture, but I'm also about positivity, peace, love, unity, and having fun and being a positive example for anybody, especially the shorties that I'm going to come across that I'm going to meet that uh, I'm going to interact with. I love that. I love that. So 
So, Monty, what you said that, man, that's that's the premise of your perspective in philosophy, like in, in, in yes. as an MC, as an artist, right? To be that griot, to be that teacher. And that's correct. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Fifth element of knowledge, right? I am Asmara would always say a knowledge of self keeps yourself in line, right? In the context of, of yes. your confidence. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yes. That's good. That's good. So I love that, man. So K drama. Tell, give give the people you know you know get the people what they want get the people what they need. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give the people. All right there you go. Give the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> man, I, I always struggle. Always struggle with these types of questions because okay. I've been doing music for so long, right? Um, that I oftentimes will get lost in one part. So forgive me if I glaze over or you know you might yeah we might need a follow-up question at some point i got you i got you no, I, mean, I, I, I hear you i do i i guess the best way to answer the question is for the past i've been doing music 24 years and pretty much anything auditory that you hear within music i do so um it all started with me having to you know i, I wanted to write i wanted to record songs but couldn't afford to go to the studio to do that yeah couldn't afford to you know, pay a producer to make beats. So I learned everything you could about, you know, audio engineering and producing and got good enough to the point where other artists, they heard my stuff and wanted me to either produce their stuff right. or mix or and master, you know, whatever it was. As I was working on my own music, doing shows and just over the years was getting exposure, you know, through rapping in different cities, you know, especially like coming through to Chicago, coming through to the house. Yeah. And um man, it was you know, I think about those those times and just how special those moments were and um doing that, you know, nationwide. Yeah. Eventually, um I'm i I'm skipping a lot of stuff, but I ended up signing with Cross Movement, um, the record label, not obviously not the legendary group. Um, but I was on the label back in twenty ten and I dropped I had dropped several albums before that. Yeah. But then I dropped one album with Cross Movement. That album charted Billboard. Um, and then around that same time, I did some production for like Lecrae, Tadashi. Um, was working with different cats. And then um, I got off of Cross Movement 2013, dropped a few albums after that. And then I've just been, you know, still doing music, still trying to push it to the highest level that I can. And I'm just grateful to have a platform to where people want to hear what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 So like, so like as an artist, man, um, when you think through, uh, the evolution of your own, uh, journey, right. Um, did you feel, or both of you guys, or either one of you like, like that, that there's been some, um, some shifting over the years in your own mindset of, of, of what and how you rhymed early on, even theologically, uh, to where you are now. Well, one thing that's all that should always be um, a factor when you look at your your discography over time, your skills over time is that you should always be pushing yourself to grow as an artist and always honing your craft and honing your skill, especially like that's just embedded in hip hop culture. You ain't, you ain't real hip hop. If that ain't <laughs> a part of your natural drive, like you ain't an MC, you ain't a hardcore rapper. If you just trying to settle and like, be like, Oh yeah, 
Mediocre is okay. <laughs> Being, let me get this 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 C plus, and I'm fine. No, like you, you a rapper, you a MC, you trying to be the best, you trying to hone your craft and always improve. So, um, I am always trying to attain that like next level of my skill, right? And like part of that too is growing up as a dancer. Like you growing up breaking in Chicago the breaking scene is super competitive, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And, and right away, if you ever like been to any jams and any battles and seen the breaking scene, Chicago is a beast on the breaking no tip too. So it's man like God, every, yeah. every month, every right. Man of God is DJing um, my 50th anniversary hip hop event. So in the park this Ooh. summer, by the way, too, Pastor <laughs> Phil, you got to make it out to one. But like, so that, that is instilled in, me naturally growing up breaking and growing up rhyming, like also like the circle of cats I'm ciphering with, like every week we step in this cipher together, you got to come with your A game and you got to sharpen your sword. It's like Wu-Tang Shaolin swords over here. You got to sharpen it and, or you ain't even going to get a chance to rhyme. It's like you, yeah. you still kicking that same rhyme from last right. week. Your skills ain't improved. You ain't getting on this microphone, brother. <laughs> right, right, right. So I'm always trying to level up, man. And that's not not only just like as an artist, but like that's my life philosophy, yeah, yeah. period, man. I'm trying to level yeah. up. I did it this good this time. I'm trying to do it better right, next right, time. Right, right, I was good today. I'm trying to be great tomorrow. Right. I was great um, this <laughs> week. I'm trying to be amazing next right. week. So the the thing is that's good the 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 thing is is that um there is um i mean when you look at hip hop and the evolution of it and and hip hop has always been you know sender receiver friendly i always say that right the the mc is sending it out also receiving it so it's one of those kind of things where if there's not a constant awareness of being relevant then there's going to constantly be a a dearth a void of of any real substance but at the same time, you know, you are creating culture, right? So when Muggs yeah, was true. was first starting, they were creating a culture out of what they were going through, right? In the South Bronx, right. South South Bronx, you know, Sedgwick and Cedar, you know, and they was they was going through it, right? Uh, uh, you know, there was poverty, and, and and Robert Moses had destroyed this whole uh, area in the South Bronx and built this bridge between, you know, um, Queens and. And uh, Manhattan and Curtis Warren's come out. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. So uh, the bridge the, is over. The, the reality yeah. of what they were doing was was not. Hey, we're, we're doing this to to uh, birth culture. We're doing this because we need to survive and make sense out of what we what we're experiencing. I mean, do you see right. that now though in in, in hip hop? Do you see now like you know there is. There is something that, that that I'm coming out of that I gotta say and I gotta talk through. I gotta bring it out. Do you see that now in in, in hip hop uh, K drama? Do you see that now? Like like our artists just hey here's the here's, here's the drill. Here's the mumble rap. Here is the style. I'm just I mean do you? I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm just asking is because uh, then to me if it's not, is it moving the culture or is it stagnating the culture uh, uh, of hip hop? So. From my vantage point, and and it piggybacks off of the last question that you asked, because um, I feel like as an artist, as a as a Christian rapper, um, I've always I've always struck not I won't say struggle because um, I love to write 
and I love to write from my perspective. Yeah. Um, however, what I'm writing isn't necessarily what's popular or what's reflected. You know, it may be what artists want to reflect on, but for several reasons, including, you know, is this, is this going to hinder my career? Is this going to hinder my success? Oftentimes artists will not focus on certain areas of their craft. And so for me, like, for instance, I like, I like to rap about the things that I was going through in my life versus, you know, just taking a scripture and and exegizing it, you know, those kind of things. But (laughs) Oftentimes, because I was doing that, um, in a lot of ways, I was setting myself up to be ostracized, so to say, by ah. by certain camps. Yeah, and makes so sense. makes sense. But but then, but then, I think for me, and it took a second. Um, it was frustrating because then the tables turned to where like. Everybody was, I, I was the cat that was almost too spiritual. Like I went from people <laughs> thinking I wasn't spiritual enough to now I'm over spiritual in my music. Meanwhile, in hip hop at large, like there is this certain level of spirituality that, that exists in the music. And for me, I'm like, man, I, I feel like there's going to be this, this time where there's a lot of intersections. Um, we just got to wait for it. And I think for me, though, I think I was, I think I was a little foolish to think that, and I think God is at work ultimately um, behind the scenes. Like hip, just because people mention God in hip hop doesn't mean that they're mentioning it from, from a pure place or from a place where like, we're trying to achieve the same things within our music. And so like, I think for me, like for a second, it took me a, it took me a while to like recalibrate and be confident in my own voice. And I feel like a lot of artists just in general, just to wrap it back around to your question. um, I don't think the average artist as a whole is comfortable in their voice. It's like, all right, I'm going to do what the industry tells me to do. So that yeah. I can get this money, you know, so I can be relevant, yeah, exactly. so that I can get fans, so I can be viable and relevant. But, you know, I think what I've learned is you don't have to do those things in order to maintain, um, you know, a career in, in, in hip hop. And for me, like, just because you're not in the limelight, so to say, doesn't mean that people aren't rocking with you. And I think if more artists realize that, I think more artists would stay true to their own voice versus trying to like appease certain audiences and, and certain stakeholders. For sure. It's, it's different levels to this, man. You got, uh, you got un- deep underground cats who just got their following and like they doing their thing. And it's like, yeah, they ain't in the limelight, but like they underground and they like making a living off their music and they're doing it the way they want to do it. You got deep underground. Then you just got, folks who underground, then you got like this middle level K drama. You said it recently in a, in an interview and that you had. And like, I like the way you said it. You were like, it's this middle class of the music game that you can be in that people, you know, are sleep on. And then like, you got, you know, the limelight, like 
you said what you said was like people think that either you don't nobody know you or you look cray and they forget about the what everything else that's in the middle. Yeah. And so like that's so real. Like it's levels to this, yeah. right? Um but Pastor Phil, to answer your question, I think the answer is both. They are there are people, MCs right now who are out that are pushing the culture forward and will continue to push the culture forward by being real, by keeping the real talk, telling the story straight from the street and their their personal experiences and and telling the uh, giving a depiction of what we go through. Uh, every day in America in the struggle and it, it pushes the, the the culture forward and their stories are heard and people can relate. But you also have rappers who are just in it for the money. And a long time ago, the music industry realized that these music, right. these record execs, these record labels realized they can get rich quick off of hip hop. And so like they're putting the same cookie cutter music and same cookie cutter rappers right. out there. And some people are just willing to do that. It's like, I'm about to get paid. <laughs> Right. Uh, like K-Drama just said, I'm going to do what the industry tells me to do. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to rap like this and I'm going to talk about this because that's what they push into the radio stations. And that's what they push into the masses. And that's what's selling. And that's what's going to make me a million dollars real yeah, quick. Yeah. Yo, hold, hold on one second. We're going to be right back. Church on the block. We'll talk about hip hop, the church and the streets. Yo, we are back, Church on the Block Real. Talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets, man, with the great MCK drama, man. Been around for a long while, making things happen, growing, moving, shaking, producing beats. MC Monty, both breaker, B-boy, uh, uh, MC, um, um, you know, just just uh, uh, holistic uh, uh, to the culture. You know, hip-hop is is who you are, right? Rap is what you do, right? And so in a context of embodiment of all of that, right, uh, is what both of y'all stand for. And, and sometimes, you know, folks just see one way of it, right? We know the industry does in the context of economics, but in a context of being true to the culture and moving the needle to where it is bringing healing. Like we're talking to some cats right now about this whole healing movement in South Africa with hip hop. Like there's an MC, uh, Author PhD cat coming from to from South Africa to the Firefest this year because we want to go to South Africa maybe in September or maybe next year for this big huge huge to us healing hip hop thing he, healing hip hop culture movement thing with, with some South African cats that are doing some great stuff down there some cats that are down there that are like Karis One in in the states like that are doing that in in South Africa so I just say that because oftentimes when it's narrowed down to you know. Uh, just rap or just the, 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 the people and, and, and it's not holistic and, and, and the culture understanding the whole flavor of it. Then it creates this, um, this one sidedness and you don't really see the healing force of, of, of hip hop. You know, you got MCs now, Lil Dirk and them want to meet the mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson and, 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 and give shout outs with him, uh, on him on the song he did with J. Cole. Um, and, Cause he's trying to change his image and all that kind of stuff. And that's cool. We all work on who we are and who we desire to be. I get that. But like, be that way in the music and everything else now. So as we as we uh, uh, we talked about talked about later, what do y'all see in your in, in the culture in general? Well, and in your in your artistry of it as well, like hip hop's message to the church, like like hip hop's message to the church, directly or indirectly. Um, and then what is your uh, uh, subversive, or direct, uh, 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 you know, tactful uh, message to the church in in through the art through the art. 
Yeah, yeah, that that I, I'll keep it short, K drama. So I want want to give you time to answer as well. But that actually is a great question and, and takes me right back into what I was about to say before we had the break. Um, I was going to say faith in God has always been a part of the hip hop right. culture. And uh, only later when the music industry started to turn it into a get rich quick scheme was our ears turned away from that. But you have cats like originators, right? right. Like KRS-One. You have the Mighty Most Def, a.k.a. Yasin Bey. <laughs> Um, you have Rakim and anybody who was a part of the fi- the five percent um, right. movement, five percenters movement. Uh, it's a lot of MCs that are classic MCs that are are considered the greats that are considered some of the pioneers who've always included faith and in God as a part of their rap and a part of their storytelling, and it has always been a part of the culture. Um, and then. You had a moment in time where record executives decided that we needed to change the ear, change what we hear, change what we feed in the masses, because this power, this power movement, this positive movement, this black power movement is going too far. They're reaching too many people. They're getting too powerful. Um, they have not only the black community behind them, they have the faith community behind them. They have the um, their brown brothers and sisters behind them. And they're getting too powerful. We need to change this up real quick. So God has always been a part of the hip hop culture. Uh, faith has always been a part of the hip hop culture. And it still is a part of the hip hop culture. But, but, um, but, it's just but, that the powers that be in the record label. But how does that work, though? Like, like how do, how do we how do we, you know, cultivate that? So July 17th, Karis one corrupt. Other cats are coming to the firehouse. They're coming, they're doing this stop the violence thing in Detroit, big concert, 50 years of hip hop, and they're gonna to come to the firehouse because they want to stop this top the violent movement um in Chicago. And of course, you know, whether it's G Herbo or Lil Dirt, Common, Chance, if they're around, you know, they 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 probably be a part of it as well. But it's like, it's like the the I don't know, man. It's like, why isn't that the norm? I guess. I mean, we are opposite of the industry, opposite of the industry. I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying there is so much that we, in other words, there's so much pain going on in the world with, which I mean, we've probably had in America more mass shootings than we've had forever. Mark shooting everybody. We're already up to 360. We're only halfway through the year and we have more mass shootings than we do right. days in and the year, calendar and, and, year. So and you figure, crazy. yeah, you figure in the hood, a mass shooting, four people get shot. That's a mass shooting. Like, you know, in, in the hood, we go through that all the time. But yep. yeah, like, like the reality of the pain that's out there, depression, people talk about mental illness, people talk about COVID and all the repercussions of that, right? And, but like, there should be more. Uh, influence, I think, and what I'm trying to say, and 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 what's the what what's the root of that of that challenge? Why that why isn't that the case? You know, it's like I don't know. I mean, we can go we can talk about industry, and it has a big part of it. But I'm saying, you, you know, you got cats like the Russell, you got cats like the, the cats you just mentioned, that independently trying to say something, right? And and and, and people are vibing with that. Vibe. All right. Well, it just it became uncool. At one point, it became uncool. At one point, it was cool. This is what. The MCs were about this is what the culture was about. This is what hip hop was about. And then it switched. It, it became uncool. I think we're slowly getting back to that. It's cool to talk about 
healing the community and stopping the violence and um, being positive. We're slowly getting back to that, but it just became uncool. Yeah. Oh, that ain't cool, man. We talk, everybody want to talk about, you know, they Glock and they, you know, how hard they are. Everybody want to gangbang and talk about getting this money and how many, mm-hmm. you know. What would you say, K-Drama? What would you say? Women they slept with. They, <laughs> right, right. I was going to, I agree um, with MC Monty for sure. Um, I think there's always been an issue, though, even beyond music with a, what would you say, a compartmentalization of spirituality and the rest of life. It's like, <laughs> all right, cool. Right. As long as I give a nod to God, like, then cool. It's almost like, you know, you go to McDonald's, you get a triple quarter pounder with cheese, large fries, supersized to drink. Um, but as long as that drinks a Diet Coke, it makes everything okay. And it's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think in music, you see it a lot to where it's like, all right, I'm going I'm to thank God, you know, the, the classic award show. First, I want to give honor to God right. as I'm, you know, but then you going back to all the other stuff that doesn't honor God, you know, I think that's just, that's always been a thing. And I feel like, until we realize like our lives are meant to glorify God, um, whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, do it unto God. Like there's a way to, to be in the hip hop culture, to, to, to live it, to express yourself through it and still honor God first. Like I think oftentimes people think it's either if or, or like, all right, I can't, I can't have fun and serve God. You know, it's, I hate to make it, I hate to minimize, 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 I hate to make it that small. Right, 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 right. Oftentimes that's what it is, is, you know, we compartmentalize because it's like, all right, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so so let me, let me ask you, how has your music for these years evolved to, uh, you had mentioned something earlier, which I appreciate about, you know, on one end, when folks are rhyming, you know, all Bible, you know, Bible, 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 and uh, dissertations on the Bible and, and things like that. And, and maybe had a time as a place for that because of the way things were. And then my mother was like, y'all, y'all, not, y'all not being relevant. We out in these streets or challenges in school. I'm trying to raise my kids. And then mother started rhyming about stuff that's relevant. Now, if you go back further, ETW, like ETW had a great album called Ain't No Ain't nobody, ain't nobody dying but us. <laughs> they was being, but, but mm-hmm. star song records and cats didn't know how to handle that, right? They was, they were saying, look, we tired of rhyming about, you know, uh, things in the church. So what I'm saying is, how then has your music or, or your per- perspective of what your effort is in your music, um, to begin to, uh, bring awareness even to the body of Christ, to the, when I mean the church, I mean, the, the, not only just the local body, but the body of Christ universally, um, to be aware of what, um, uh, that they that they need to be aware of that, that that may be missing because some folks are more into churchianity in that, in that space. I mean, what is the the perspective uh, of your art to awaken that? Without, I mean, there's there's a couple of ways. Some cats go all in and just wreck everybody. We're gonna knock this whole thing down. Yeah, y'all just want to take. <laughs> and some cats who come, you know, subversive, and some cats who come a little too abstract uh, that the church can't resonate resonate with. Mm-hmm. But but what would you say in your history and your years and your experience and your calling? Uh, and efforts to try to get the church to wake up or try to move in a way that's relevant to the people. So I'll say this. I've, I feel like, I hate to say it like this. I'm going to put myself out there a little bit. I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel like, I feel like one of the weirdos in Christian hip hop, if that makes sense. Like I don't <laughs> see the, I don't, I've never seen things the way everybody else sees them. Um, 
and there's moments where that goes with what everyone else is doing. But oftentimes, more often than not, it's not the popular way to go. Mm. Um, I feel like when I got into Christian hip hop, it was all about killing demons and, you know, pulling drive by witness. You got your 66, you spraying <laughs> demons with the word of God. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and even though I, I'm a lyrical I assassin, I'm a lyrical assassin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's room. And, 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 and I'm not the type of person that doesn't believe there isn't room Definitely. for that. Definitely. But for me, like when I, when I heard those type of rhymes, I didn't necessarily identify with them because I didn't grow up like I, I grew up in the birds, you know? Yeah. So like, like listening, listen, I listened to master P and I listened to a lot of music that was glorifying violence and, yeah. and selling drugs, but I wasn't participating in it. So mm-hmm. there, so there was that disconnect. So right. for me, one that wants to be want wants to carry themselves with a certain level of authenticity me rapping about killing demons just didn't feel tr- true to me. Yeah. Um, but what did feel true to me was I grew up in a household, even though I lived in the birds, we were homeless technically because we were living with my grandparents because we got evicted. Mm. We, we got our house got foreclosed on. Mm. And I'm like, guess what? There are probably other people out there that if I was to share my story, they'd be able to relate to that. Yeah, And I noticed the more I leaned into writing about my own story, which is why what if you look at like TikTok and YouTube shorts now, like it's all about how how easily can you relate to somebody else? The things that go viral are the things that are most like relevant in a sense that like, oh, me too, me too. Like my parents used to do this, too. Or I do. I eat like this, too. Like and I think musically like. That's it's not as popular, but the secret sauce is um, if you can write from a, a real place, yeah. that doesn't always mean that you're going to, you know, skyrocket, take it to the top. Right. Um, but I do think you'll always have a base that will rock with you. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, for me, why over the years I've been able to hang around, so to say. Yeah. Church on the block. We'll talk about hip hop, the church. In the street. Yeah, we are back talking about this song that was just dropped. <laughs> you will prevail. Yo, how did that song come about? And how, in your perspective of it, uh, is the messaging uh, you're bringing about? Um, you know, in that song to to the to to the church, to the streets, you know, um, to, to to the world. Actually, that song. Um, Speaking of K-Drama saying that writing from a perspective and a place of authenticity, that's how we both wrote our verses for that song. And um, and that's the story we wanted to try to relate to everybody. It's like the message, the overall general premise is you will prevail. We're trying to just give that encouragement, mm-hmm. right? Give that positive feedback. And that's the hook. But when you listen to how we wrote our verses, we're talking about all the things we went through that year or leading up to that point and how we had um, moments of victory and how we overcame those challenges and those barriers. And 
these are the challenges that I face. These are the barriers and obstacles that I was facing. These are how, this is how I overcame those obstacles. I prevailed in this. You can too. Mm. You will prevail. It's a, it's an affirmation. The whole, that whole hook is an affirmation saying it over and over again. You will prevail. I'm affirming your victory through that hook of that song. And again, it goes back to what you're talking about before to both y'all. I mean, in light of what you're coming out of, what you're experiencing, right? That's what hip hop is. I mean, your own story, Nas, you know, other cats, phenomenal storytellers to, to affirm what folks are thinking through. I'm, their own challenges, like resonating with where folks are struggling with that piece, right? Um, again, that's a part of that healing. That's a part of that healing that's needed. Um, n- you know, don't just run about like you the Superman, you got all this, uh, um, you know, but yet um, other folks can't attain that and they think they're less than, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so K. John, what are your thoughts about the perspective of what, what, you, what you brought um, on the verses of that song? Yeah, it's funny you say that because I think it that ties into like what we've been talking about this whole time. I think image is everything, you know, like <laughs> like those old Sprite commercials, like where they used to say image is nothing, thirst is everything. But you know what they was playing <laughs> off of? Like I think people are afraid to be vulnerable because it's it. They think it's not a good look. Mm. It's like I gotta I gotta have this highlight reel to where you think I'm doing well, so that you know, you hold me in high regard, right. you know, because if I, if I show any sort of weakness, you might not rock with me. Or in my case, if I don't post all these good things I'm doing on IG, then you might not book me mm. to rap at your church because you're like, oh, okay, drama. He's, he's, ir- he's irrelevant. He ain't nobody rocking with him. He ain't got no fans. Da, 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 da. Like, but writing you will prevail. For me, it was like, you know, don't grow weary and well-doing, yeah. you know, for your reaper harvest if, if you faint not. Like that, for me, like I've had a lot of ups and downs, you know, since I've been doing music yeah. for so long. Like yeah. I've had those high moments when, like when Air Jordan came out and everybody and their mama was remixing it. Like that was a good moment for me. But like, for, I didn't realize how big the moment was. Mm. And I didn't realize also that, just because people are rocking with you, they smiling in your face, they think you're doing great things. That doesn't mean that's going to always be the case forever. Right, you're right about that. And so, like a lot of people that was rocking with me, <laughs> a lot of people that was rocking with me back then, not that they don't rock with me now, but it's just there's not that same level of access. Mm. And it's in those moments when you're like, all right, like, am I supposed to be doing this? Like, because mm. you know. It's hard. It's harder. It's harder to make it happen. Right. And so, um, like being persistent, being consistent and feeling like, all right, God is still speaking through me. Um, (laughs) and there are moments where I didn't trust that. I'm like, but you know what? I'm going to go by faith. And to be where I'm at now, I look back like, I'm glad I persisted because I did prevail because God was like, you know, be anxious for nothing, you know, trust in me, uh, you know, make your requests made known to me. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will, according yeah. to my will, you know, I will make those typical. things in the past. And that's what I've seen in my life. And just like, yeah, Monty, like it's an affirmation, you know, to other people like, yo, you will prevail. Um, but you got to do your part too. Like the for Bible, sure. it talks about like, um, you will reap a harvest if you faint not. Right. So right, right. that's an action that's 
that's action on you to, you know, do whatever you need to do so that you don't pass out in these streets. Right. And, um, and you can see that harvest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a a lesson that a lot of churchgoers still need to learn too. Like a lot of people be like, yeah, I'm going to pray on it. I'm going to pray on it. God is going to provide you sitting there twiddling your thumbs talking about God is going to help me. And you ain't got your butt up and done nothing yet. You have to take action. You have to put in the work. You have to have faith, but you also have to do the work. So like nothing is going to just fall in our laps magically. Like we got to get in there and do it. Right. But Pastor Phil, I want to tell you the story about how that song came about. So like we're at the objective session, which is a dope like music conference Mm. that brings artists together. Um, and we do you, we do breakout sessions and workshops and perform and, um, we on the last day we give back to the community. We do rock the block and throw this big barbecue for the shorties in the hood down in Nashville, Tennessee. Dope. So um, I was attending objective sessions and I went to K Drama's breakout session. He was teaching a workshop, um, and his workshop was just geared towards like telling about his personal story and his journey in music and how he kept how he kept the faith and kept his faith a part of his music, how he got his start and everything like that. So I'm in, I'm in the back chilling the whole time. I'm like, I didn't raise my hand and ask any questions. I'm just listening and like just learning and like just in the back all chill. I'm quiet. Like a lot of times I'm a fly on the wall when I go into uh-huh. places. I'm absorbing <laughs> everything and I'm just learning and listening. And then at the end of the session, he's just saying peace to everybody. So I walk up and give him some dap and just like, Thank you. I just appreciate your story and sharing with us. Um, I know you on the panel tonight for the performances. I'm going to perform. I'm going to kill it. And I just walk away. I just I just told him <laughs> you're going to like it. I'm performing. And I just walk away. <laughs> Fast forward to later that evening. I get on stage for my set. I do three songs. And like I get on stage for my set. I kicked off. I introduced myself. I start beatboxing. I go into my first song. I like tell a story about myself in between each song. And like the crowd is feeling me. Everybody's loving it. The panel gives feedback on our performances. And like some of the coolest feedback I've ever heard was that night too. It's like the first guy, Isaiah or Israel, I think his name was. He was just like, man, a lot of these rappers come on stage and I'm like giving them feedback. And the first thing I tell them is you need a band. You need more stage presence. He was like, bro, you you don't need a band. You a one man <laughs> band. You killed it. You can do this. You can hold down the stage by yourself. And then K-Drama is the last one to give me uh, feedback. And he's just like, you know, gives me the feedback. He has some great constructive criticism and then some great like praise as well. And then the last thing he said was, Oh, you from Chicago Midwest. Okay. We might have to keep in touch and do something. Uh So I was like, for sure. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that. We going to talk. He was like, yeah, we going to talk. We going to talk. So the next day we do the rock the block. I wasn't even originally supposed to perform at rock the block. I was just going to attend and help out with the barbecue, but they were like, man, you so good. We got to put you on. You got to perform at rock the block. The kids will love you. So me and K drama, like close out the rock the Mm. block concert Mm. and like, just kill it. The kids loved it. They went crazy. So like we all, we took a picture with all the shorties and then right then and there, I was like, all right, you said we got to stay in touch and do something. So we may as well just change phone num- exchange phone numbers right now so we can stay in touch. So we swapped numbers right then and there. We stayed in touch. I went on the extreme tour that summer. Um, 
And then when I came back, oh, actually, while on the Extreme Tour, when we got to Chicago, I called K-Drama. I was like, bro, I'm here with other people on Extreme Tour. I got a good idea. We may as well make this happen <laughs> right now. We met because of the Extreme Tour. It makes sense we do this song <laughs> right now. And we wrote, <laughs> you will prevail. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. That's banger. <laughs> <laughs> That's organic how... how uh, Music is right, and relationships are, and the uh, the potency of that, right? The potency of that, right? Not not just like doing it for another reason that is surfaceful, but a potency of it for for being long lasting. So, tell us, man, how we can reach y'all? What ways in which we can connect? Uh, I'll go first. Um, you can easily reach me on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching my name at MC Monty. And it's spelled the way Rakim, the God MC, would spell it. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. E to the M to the C double E, M to the O to the N T E, E M C E E, M O N T E, M C Monty. Um, check me out on Facebook and Instagram. Also, check out my website. You'll, you can see everything I'm doing, all the music coming out, where I'm performing, where I'm dancing. Uh, my website is mcmonte.com, E-M-C-E-E-M-O-N-T-E.com. And I'm proud to say that we have a performance and EP release party with Pastor Phil coming up this yeah, month, yeah. July 28th, yeah, yeah. at the Firehouse. So hopefully y'all can come through and catch yeah. us there. Myself and K-Drama debuting our new music and performing. Yep. Let's July go. 28th, 7 o'clock, 2111 South Hamlet. Yeah, yeah. K-Drummer, where, where, where can people hunt you down at, man? You can find me on social media as well, at K-Drama513 on Instagram and Twitter, um, K-Drama Music on Facebook, and then my website is www.k-dramatherapper.com. So that's yeah. k-dramatherapper.com. If you don't put the rapper, Korean dramas just... yeah. Gonna go, flood your yeah, gonna flood the timeline and oh, YouTube and my SEO is terrible. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, K drama because the Korean dramas, right, right. television series. <laughs> I'm gonna be in one one day. Watch, it's right, 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 right. Time to drop bars. Let me tell you something. Man. There's a disease called marasmus. Marasmus is a disease that is um, it eats you up on the inside. You look good, you flow, you walk, and you're driving, but on the inside, it's, it's tearing you away. And gradually, the parts of your body that need that part of your body to function, kidneys, liver, whatever, start to deteriorate and you start to show. But it really, you can go about your day and not even know it's eating you up on the inside. This is what lies do, right? This is what lies do. Typically, they say there are three types of lies. What uh, they say, I'm, I'm helpless. I'm worthless and I'm unlovable. Those three type of lies do not buy into them. That's the marasmus that will eat you away. God created you uh, in his own image. God don't create junk. Though you may have gone through a lot of stuff, be honest with yourself of who you are and created by God. You know, I always say this to other people. You cannot uh, expect honesty from people who lie to themselves, right? So don't lie to yourself. If you're going through it, go through it. If you did it, you did it. Own it. Walk into it. But it doesn't make you unlovable before God. Yo, trust in that. Yo, this is Pastor Phil, Church on the Block with my man's K-Drama, MC Monty. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Back here next week, same time, same channel, Holy Culture Radio. 